You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today I have a special guest from clear across the world, Mr. John Lagudakis. John is all about helping entrepreneurs and business owners to get their businesses online and get more traffic and make more sales. He sounds like the perfect uh, guest for today's podcast. Let me tell you a little bit more about him. He started his first online business in 2007 and since then has built several businesses online. He's been awarded a top 100 ClickBank affiliate and has been featured on CNN Money, Forbes, Fortune, Inc., Newsweek, and the Today Show. This guy is a rock star. Let's bring him on. Hi, John. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on, Lindsay. Sure thing. So, first things first, can you tell us a little bit about your online businesses, kind of what they were and what you did? Yeah, sure. So, the way I first got started, I I tried a few things. Well, I, I actually, I, the reason why I came online was because I had a multi-level marketing business. I had a network marketing business that I wanted to promote. I sort of talked to all my family and friends like you do when you first get started. <laughs> you know, most people are not interested and there's a whole rejection thing. I thought, you know what, there's got to be a better way. So I thought, let's go online and find people that are actually interested in multi-level marketing. So I, I started looking online. I had some success with it. But as I was promoting my network marketing business online, I kept coming across this affiliate marketing and it was just everywhere and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. So I bought a few things and tried a few things and didn't work but eventually I did buy a book and, and it had a simple strategy on how to promote CPA offers on uh, using Google AdWords because back in 2007 you could do it fairly profitably direct linking to CPA offers so I gave it a go and you know what, it worked. I didn't make a lot of money. My first, I think I spent $1 in advertising and I made a $2 sale. So I would like make a dollar profit. I made 100% return on investment on my $1. So that was, but that was very exciting because I realized the potential. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for, I'm just going to go for it because I didn't want to keep doing my job. I had a, I had a business. I was an IT, on-site IT support person. And, uh, and I didn't, and while that was a bit flexible, it's better than a nine to five job, but I wanted to have be more at home, spend more time with my family and spend more time with my my kids and support my wife more. So I went full on at it and within eight months, I was able to go from making my first dollar to actually making enough money where I could call my my IT clients and say, hey, guys, I'm not going to be fixing your computers anymore. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's how it started. And actually, so I started off with CPA offers, but I, I realized the potential of ClickBank and, and making money with ClickBank because it's such high commissions of uh, being digital products. So I went from using that same strategy uh, with CPA offers to basically uh, to promoting ClickBank offers. And that's how I became a top 100 ClickBank affiliate. That, I was I was surprised, I must admit. I mean, I was doing well, but when I got the, the message from ClickBank saying I was one of their top 100 affiliates, I, I was quite surprised. That's kind of cool. Is that why you were featured in CNN Money, Forbes, Fortune, and all of those yeah, media exactly. outlets? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So I, mean, I got, I got, I got uh, I re- I, they requested that I uh, be interviewed for a particular book. Uh, get rich click 
And that was then featured on, yeah, all those networks. And what year was that? That was 2009 when I was, became a top 100 affiliate. And I think 2010, the book came out. Very cool. Um, just for those that don't know, can you explain to us what the what the CPA offer is and what ClickBank is? Yeah, sure. So CPA offer is, my understanding, it's called cost per action. So basically CPA offer is you can make money if you send people, if you send traffic to a particular offer and they do a direct action, but not necessarily a sale. And um, uh, giving a, a good example is an email address. So if I send someone to a landing page, someone else's landing page where they're, they're asking for their email address, I might get paid $1 per person that I can get to opt in uh, to for that, that business that I'm sending that traffic to. Right. Um, so that's okay. a CPA offer. And sorry, what was the other one you're asking about? Uh, what ClickBank is. Okay, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. So, ClickBank, it's the world's largest digital marketplace. So, if I've, for example, if I have an ebook that I'm selling or a membership or some software, anything that people can access immediately when they purchase, uh, I can sell it uh, on the in the ClickBank marketplace and I can use their payment processing features and and all that kind of thing. But I've also got the advantage of being in a marketplace where I can have affiliates promoting for me and I can offer them a percentage of the sale. And each affiliate gets a unique link. They can promote my product. They can promote my sales page. And if they make a sale, I'll give them a commission. So when I started out, I started out as an affiliate. I didn't actually have my own products on ClickBank because that takes quite a bit of time and research. Uh, creating a product and putting up a sales page and all the sales funnel and everything. So I was, I was just promoting other people's offers. Wow, that's very cool. So now tell me what you're doing now since that was so many years ago. Do you still do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I, no, I don't. Look, things have changed a lot because around 2009, in the middle of 2009, I actually got an email from Google, from Google AdWords saying my account had been suspended. And I was, I tell you, I was totally shattered. I, I, what happened was I woke up one morning and I went to check my ClickBank account because I was always excited to wake up in the morning, see how many sales I've made while I was sleeping. Like everyone, everyone's dream to make money while they're sleeping. And so I'd wake up and check my account. And one day I checked at my account and there was no sales. And they're very unusual. I mean, I do, some days are quite another. So I thought, look, I'll log into my ClickBank uh, AdWords account and there was nothing happening there. And then, I'd rec- and then I saw the email in my inbox. And it, look, it wasn't anything I was doing wrong. Uh, ClickBank had just basically changed their policies, policies. They didn't want ClickBank affiliates advertising in the network anymore, at least with direct links to ClickBank products because there were some people out there just doing some dodgy things. And instead of trying to filter out who was good, who was bad, they basically just said, if anyone's promoting ClickBank products, especially make money online niche products, they, would, they just suspended all their accounts. Thousands of advertisers got their accounts suspended. I was one of them. And I was, uh. I was shattered. I was shattered because the, I was making some really good money. I was promoting uh, around at least 400 different ClickBank products at that time. Dang. So and it was over in one night. It was gone. I had spent so much time and effort setting up those campaigns and optimizing it. It's not funny. Um, and it, it overnight, it was gone. And yes, I duplicated it on Bing Network and Yahoo PPC, which was still around back then. But that was only only 10% of my, sale, my sales were coming through those networks because most of search engine traffic comes through Google. So I was totally shattered. However, I did know this. I wasn't surprised that it happened. I had heard about it happening to other people. 
Um, so what I had started doing, Lizzie, I started building an email list because what I realized was I needed to have more control. And if I'm just promoting other people's products, that's that's not good enough because just like what happened to me, you can lose it all and what, what do you have? Nothing. So I thought, you know what? I need to have an email list. At least with an email list, I can have more control over that list and I can continue to monetize that list as long as I um, provide value to them and uh, treat them uh, in, in a good way, obviously, you know, build a relationship with that list. Um, I can continue to make money with that list for, you know, for months, weeks, years. And so that's what I did. I started building an email list. And, and um, initially, I started doing it through uh, traffic exchanges and giveaway events. They, they're no longer effective. I don't use those mm-hmm. and I don't recommend people use those strategies. They did work years ago, not now. I did that also at the same time. So I did that initially to start building up my list. But once I had a few hundred subscribers, I then started doing email ad swaps. That was really good for quite a while, but I don't recommend that either because it just it's just changed. There's not a lot of good quality, a lot of people doing shady things in that industry. Not everyone, but a lot of them. So, um, and then the other strategy I was using with was YouTube. I was creating a lot of YouTube videos, literally hundreds of YouTube videos on just really short videos on how to do certain things, uh, like how to set up an email account, how to promote ClickBank products, how to set up uh, your web hosting, and all that kind of stuff. And the YouTube videos by far was the best. I got lots and lots of free traffic to my site. I got lots of people opting into my list, but I was able to develop a great relationship with those people because of the free content I was offering and they were getting to know and see me and trust me. Um, so basically, I built out my list, the main way, email ad swaps, YouTube videos, and um, and I, I was monetizing it through webinars. So I was getting people uh, to subscribe to, onto my list, giving them a free report or free products, and then I was uh, put, getting them straight onto my webinar, where I was teaching them how to do the same, how to build an email list, why it was important, how to go about doing it, and then I'd make them an offer at the end, yep, you can go and do that all yourself, or I can create an email, uh, a simple list building site for you and teach you how to build your own list. So I did that for quite a while, and that was that was great, it was going really well, and then um, after that, uh, and a friend approached me who I'd known for quite a few years, and he had started a business which was not in the IM niche at all. It was education space, and basically, he needed someone to build the website, to build the sales funnel, and to drive traffic. And he was going to then take care of the leads. He would do all the sales um, and nurture those leads and get them into courses and so forth. So, I did that for quite a few years, and I st- we still have that business. Um, and then. Other people have approached me since then in other different niches that have been wanting to get leads for their business and you know, help them to create online sales funnels that are effective where they can pay for traffic, get leads and, and get more business. Uh, and and that's what I focus on today. I, I basically help business people to to do that. And and I and, and sorry, you were gonna say something, Lindsay? Oh, do you sell any info products today or do you just mostly do consulting like that? Yeah, that's that's mainly what I do today. I, it's mainly the consulting and so some of it's uh, consulting and some of it's uh, where they want me to put, actually set it up for them. Uh, I do that as well for businesses. Wow. So you, it sounds to me, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like, you were way ahead of the game, like building your email list and doing webinars before, like that was the cool thing to do. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it, webinars, there's a lot of talk about it today. 
Um, and it's interesting because a lot of people, they, they know what they should be doing. I mean, people have known for years they need to build a list and webinars are a great way to convert that, that list and that traffic into sales, but not a lot of people do it. And you'll know this as well as me, Lindsay. The reason why people don't do it is because it's just too much. They don't. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's not easy to get. So I know it took me, when I set up my first, the time it took me, to set up my first landing page and, and sales funnel and all that, even though it was very simple and it didn't even have a webinar at that point. This is back in 2008 when I started building my first one. It took me six months before I was ready to actually send traffic to my landing page. And that was a simple landing page with a simple $17 one-time offer and a $7 downsell offer. And that's all it was. It took me six months to set that up. So I can. I'm sure you can do a lot quicker now, right? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely do a lot quicker now, and I do, and obviously I do it a lot differently now. But um, you know, so I could totally understand why a lot of business people they don't do it, and it's not because also not because they don't know how to do it themselves, and it takes them a lot of time, which time they don't have. But also in our industry, Lindsay, you and I both know also that there's so many people out there that promise to do things, and the the quality is just terrible. Yeah, that's true. So, so what are your tips? Like, so then you've been doing this for so long and you do it professionally. What are your tips and tricks for building an email list and like converting that list? Okay. Well, the the biggest question I get from people is how do I get traffic? Because that's what people struggle the most with. And, you know, when it comes to paid traffic, it really depends on the niche that you're in, but usually Facebook ads is going to be the place to get started. There's just so much you can do as far as targeting demographics, and and they're they're much more relaxed than Google. Google is very expensive, um, and and Facebook will allow you to send traffic to certain things like simple squeeze pages, whereas Google you're paying an arm and a leg to to get that kind of traffic to a uh, squeeze page. Um, when it comes to free traffic, uh, there's a few different ways. I I still recommend YouTube, I podcasting, which you and I both do, Lindsay. We both know works very well. Um, that's, that's what I usually tell people to get started. Um, so that's a, that's a traffic side. And then I tell them with, with your actual website, when you're sending this traffic to keep it simple, don't overcomplicate things, just a simple landing page, your homepage of your website and your landing page where you're sending your traffic, it should have your main benefit to your target audience and a call to action. And that's all it should have. Fair enough. Do you have any, um, tips on opt-ins, like what opt-ins are working best for your customers? Free reports, video series, anything like that, or does it or does it depend? Yeah, look, it, it really does depend. I um, I think uh, webinars are fantastic. They do take a lot a lot more time to set up, but they they provide great value. It because it, as t- more and more time goes on, people just see free reports all the time. Um, free reports are still good. They still work. They still convert well. Uh, but if you if you take it that extra step where you're offering more value, so whether it's a video series, it could be a series of videos that you're offering, a webinar, uh, but something uh, that anything that's really compelling, I mean, even reports, again, can be great. What you want to be asking yourself is, all right, give, give me an example. Give me an industry, any industry. Oh, let's just go with a dentist. All right, a dentist. So, um, so let's say a dentist wants is sending traffic to their website. They want to get the contact details. 
what the dentist want to be asking is, okay, what can I offer someone that's going to get them to give me their contact details? That's the question you, they need to be asking themselves. And yeah, look, that's a bit of a tough one for a dentist. I know. I'm sorry, John. Actually, it's interesting because I saw I saw a, a bus today. I'm pretty sure it was today. And the ad on the bus, and I thought it was a really good ad. It was about how um, this particular, it was a picture of a child in the dentist chair and then a, a female dentist over the child and the child was looking relaxed and happy. Um, and talking about do do you um, pain the pain of going to a dentist don't like the pain of going to a dentist or scared scared to go to the dentist come to the the Kalenga family dentist you know that was the, wow. name, that was the name of the it must have been a decent ad if you remembered it that well well yeah yeah look it it was different it wasn't it was very different to other similar normally when you see a dentist ad it's just people with white smiling teeth. Right. Yeah. But this one, they're, they're addressing something that people, especially when you when you have to like taking your kids to a dentist, they're scared. Um, so they're basically, you know, and so, so going back to what we're talking. So with the dentist, get getting the give their contact details, you know, and when and, and no, that's okay. No, no, no. And this is a good point. So what I do, Lindsay, I, I don't even pretend to have all the answers. I, I spend a lot of time with my clients. Like today, I had an interview with a potential client and I was together with him for about, I think it was almost two hours. For, wow. Yeah. And we were just talking about his business and who his ideal client is and how are we going to get leads for And we we're coming up with a strategy together. Because I can't pretend to know every single business. Yeah. Um, and so I, I take the time to talk to my client and say, okay, what what are you currently doing that's working for you? Who is your ideal client? And then from that, I'll get inspiration. I'll get ideas and I'll discuss ideas with them. And together we come up with a plan. So this client that I, I sat with today, we started talking and really it was after about an over an hour into our time together where we really started to get some fantastic ideas and we came up with a great strategy um, of for for his particular business of how we're going to get leads and how we what kind of a sales funnel we were going to build up and uh, so that's that's typically how I work with clients fair enough so let's talk a little bit John about your email strategy. So someone opts in, um, do you have a strategy past that? Do you recommend clients do um, like a five-day email sequence and then follow up once a week or do, or does that depend as well? Yeah, look, I, I recommend at least a seven-day email sequence where okay. they, they've got a series of emails they're sending them in a, a specific sequence where they're adding a value and so they're establishing their authority. They're providing lots of value to the client, goodwill. And at the same time, they're promoting their product and or service. And, and, that, and you're right. And after that, at least on a weekly basis, they're sending them emails where they're delivering content. So they're always in front of the client. So whenever the client is ever in need of that person's services that that person offers, they're the first one they're going to think of. So you do recommend like a weekly email? Yep, definitely. Agreed, agreed. Okay, let's talk a, uh, a little bit about Facebook marketing. Do you do that yourself or do you outsource that? I do that myself. Okay, so do you have any tips and tricks for that? 
yeah, be extremely specific. Don't go, don't go too broad and think I want to try to get as many people as possible into my business. So you want to know exactly your demographics. So the age group that converts best, the gender, if that's appropriate, um, the location, their interests. You want to niche it down, and and always, always track what you're doing. Use the Facebook pixel to to find out your conversion rates so you know exactly which ads are performing best. Try at least two different ads with uh, different images and or text. Don't assume that you you know what's going to convert best. You'll be surprised, like I have been very surprised myself when I've done two different ads and I thought one ad would perform better and the image, the image that I thought would convert best didn't at all. Um, mm-hmm. So th- those are some very handy tips anyway for Facebook advertising. Fair enough. Um, so I've been, you know, usually when I bring a client on, then I usually say, hey, Mr. Client, I need probably around $500 to really make this thing, you know, kind of start working. We need to do a lot of different testing. Like you pretty much need to call that first 500 bucks a wash. Do you, do you kind of do that or, or do you usually get it right well before that $500 mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it, it will, dep- it, each, each niche is a bit different depending on, um, again, which niche they're in and how competitive it is. But yeah, look, very similar, Lindsay. It's not good to give the client false expectations and say, okay, yeah, we're only going to have to spend, uh, you know, we're going to make it profitable off the bat. That's, that right. is unrealistic. So yeah, definitely, it's good for them to know and and it's good to keep them informed of what's going on. But again, that's where, again, where the tracking comes back. It's so important. Um, and sometimes, look, yep, sometimes we, we get it profitable straight away, but it's not uncommon for, yeah, take, for it to take a while for, it to, for you to tweak it to get it to a point where it's a, a profitable campaign. Agreed. Um, and then also, do you have any thoughts on if uh, a small business owner should actually outsource the Facebook marketing because there is so many intricacies to it that they'll probably end up wasting more money than they'd spend on a consultant like you, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're yeah. in it every day. Yeah, definitely. And, and what I do, Lizzie, I, I like to tailor my packages for each client. I don't have a sort of a, a flat hourly fee or thing like that, anything like that. So I like to look at, okay, each client that I have, what is their objective? How much do they want to spend? How many clients? How, how fast or big do they want to build their business? Um, and but based on their needs, I'll, I'll sort of, I'll come up with, a, a, again, just a customized package that will work for them so that if they're going to get me to do the work for them, it's going to be and I give I give this guarantee to clients. Basically, I, this is what I say to clients: I say to them, if the work I do for you, it, the profit from it does not at least cover the my expense, don't pay me. Wow, that's yep. quite an offer. I like it. Yeah, and and it it's it's good. It's a win win situation because what it does it does a few things. It, it puts them at ease. Um, they, you know, they know I'm not going to just tell them to get them to do stuff that I'm just hoping will work and and it makes me work harder trust me but it makes me a better marketer too it's so it's good for them it's good for me and 
it's it's worked very well for me so far anyway. And have you ever worked for free? Have you ever been able have you ever been able not to convert a ton of people from like a Facebook traffic for someone and they have not paid you? Oh yeah, definitely. But it's a long-term thing. So they might not pay me for the first month or pay me part like of what I like I might give them a quote and say okay, this is how much my costs are going to be and I might have charged them a uh, a half or a quarter of what my fee would normally be, especially in the first month while you know I'm I'm, tr- yeah. I'm I'm working hard, but because I'm building that kind of relationship and building that trust with them, that's going to be a long-term relationship that's going to pay dividends well into the future, and, and it has for me. And you know what? It's not just this business. I did the same thing with my computer support business. You know, there was many hours I spent trying to fix things that I wasn't able to, or well, usually I was able to fix them, but it took a lot longer than I expected. But if I gave a client a quote, that was it. I never said to them, look, sorry, it actually took me 10 hours instead of four, so I'm going to bill you for 10 hours. I'd never do that. And But I would keep, I'd let them know as well, yes, I'm only charging you four hours, but look, I'd spend 10 hours, but I'm only going to charge you four hours because that's what I quoted you. And you can imagine um, that kind of relationship that I continue to have with those clients and not just with that client, but obviously they're going to refer me to their friends and colleagues. Yeah. Okay. Here's my final question since, uh, I need to let you go. Um, so you used to sell, you know, you used to be able to wake up in the morning and have money sitting in your account. Are you planning on going back to the whole info product space or are you happy with where you're at? What are your plans? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I look with every business. And I also say this to every client, you have to find a way to incorporate recurring billing into your business. And so I yeah. do that with my business um, when people, uh, like I've got a free, if you go to my website, johnlegadarkus.com, I've got a online business coaching program. It's basically, it's a whole bunch of videos structured into series on how to choose your niche, set up your sales funnel, get traffic, excuse me, and I offer it absolutely free. Anyone can go to my website and get access to it right now. Now, when people um, get, go to get access they, they immediately see an offer from me where I, they can join my mastermind group for $97 a month. It's, it's currently at where they, they basically can email me anytime or schedule a call with me anytime and I'll talk about any aspect of their business, give them any advice they need wherever they are in their business. Um, so that's one way I'm able to have recurring billing in my business. And also when I, when I bring on clients on board and I do some initial work for them, then there'll be, again, I'll offer them a recurring uh, a package, I should say, where I'm basically taking care of their website and all their traffic needs um, on a monthly basis. And that's what allows me to grow my business and you know, have that sort of same, same, same kind of effect where I could sort of wake up and there's money in my bank account. And, let's, and I say to all business owners, it doesn't matter what niche you're in, you need to set up a, a, a way, a, a product and or service in your business where you, you have that recurring billing. It's the only way uh, to have to be able to move forward and to really build and grow your business. Fair enough. All right, John, I've taken enough time of yours today. Can you, I'm going to turn the time over to you. If there's anything you want us to know, tell us again how to reach you and, and anything else. Okay. Yeah. Look, thank you. Lindsay. Look, again, I really appreciate uh, you having me on. I hope I've been able to help 
someone that's been listening today. Um, yeah, you can, again, get access to my coaching program, online business coaching program at johnlegadarkus.com. I'll spell that because my name is not easy. Uh, it's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And one last piece of advice I give people, and especially those that don't have a business and are looking to get started online, whatever you do, pick one strategy. Find someone that you trust that's achieving the results you want to achieve and follow their program and their training until you have success. Don't try to do multiple things at one time. And it's the same if you're a business owner. If you're a business owner and you want to get more traffic uh, online for your business, try one technique until you have success. Don't try a multitude of different things. Don't try uh, podcasting and YouTube um, and Facebook, whether it's free or paid, and Instagram and everything all at once. Do do one strategy until you under, you're getting some results from it and continue to to use it and improve it. And then once you, you've done everything you can and you got that a down pat, then yeah, definitely move on to something else. Now that is some amazing advice. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me on, Lindsay. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay from trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.